Good morning, good morning. Hey Amen. So great to be here this morning and kind of kind of jealous of, of Pastor and, and some of the worship team and his wife and kids as they are in beautiful California, but they're only staying a week, so don't worry, they won't come back changed. Okay, that uh, they will still come back saved and conservative in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> if you're from California, I'm glad you're here. Uh, <clears throat> you know, yeah, God is just so good, isn't he? And uh, even if you hear bad news about, I don't know if you heard about the, there was a bus wreck and 30 people um, had passed and they went to heaven and they were standing in line as they went in and uh, and he's looking at me like, is this a real story? It's not a real story. <laughs> they was waiting in line to go in and, and as I was going in, they said, hey, anything you want, you know, we'll give you one, one wish as you enter and then you experience the greatness and goodness of God for eternity. And, and this guy was at the back watching and uh, right before they got in this wreck, this, they had stopped and picked up this beautiful model had got in and as she walked back to sit down, everybody was like, whoa, and he just heard the comments of, I wish I was as beautiful as her, as beautiful as her. And so he's sitting there watching and every person said, I want to be beautiful. And boom, just God made them beautiful. And each one, you know, 29 of them just walked in and said, I want to be beautiful. And this whole time, this guy's back here just kind of giggling and laughing and everything and um, gets to be his turn. And he's like, why are you laughing? He goes, yeah, I like that. And he says, okay, what, what would you like? He says that everybody who wished to be beautiful was ugly. <laughs> Right? Amen. Knowing that nobody is going to care what you look like in heaven because they are going to be consumed with the presence and spirit of the Lord in such a way that they'll be admiring how, how beautiful God is for eternity, not each other. Amen? And yes, that is not theological joke there, okay? So um, we're going to be continuing the series about the Holy Spirit. Is He a person. And from scriptures that were uh, led last week and taught last week, we know that uh, the spirit is a he. All right. And if you <laughs> just make this connection of God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. As we go through this series, you will see that no matter who we're talking about, God the Father, the Father is God. God the Son, Jesus, is God. And God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. Three in one in the Trinity. And when we really look at it, it can baffle the mind. The more we think about it, the more we can confuse ourselves. Don't worry, we have eternity Eternity to learn the fullness of the Trinity, right? But it's very important that we understand that the Holy Spirit is a person. Because if we don't understand that the Holy Spirit is a person, then we will never make that connection of personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so therefore we feel this disconnect between us and the Holy Spirit and we because there's not that deep personal relationship. And you think, no, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Then I want to ask you, when was the last time you addressed the Holy Spirit? When was the last time that you said, no, Holy Spirit, you know, how are you doing today? 
You know, teach me today. Empower me today. Comfort me today. Holy Spirit, you know, we sing that song, you know, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come in, into this place and consume me, right? We sing that. But do we really know what that means, right? Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Feel the atmosphere. Consume me inside where you already live. And outside, I just want to be in your, in your presence. To really just, just soak in that presence. Like if you jumped into the deepest part of the ocean and swam all the way down, that, that even there, you're consumed with His presence. To be consumed with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, there are a lot of you know, different, uh, I don't know if you call them denominations, different beliefs out there that think that the Holy Spirit is just, just a power, right? That, that comes from God. And, and it, listen, the Holy Spirit has power, but the Holy Spirit isn't just power. The Holy Spirit is a person. And we're going to go through and we'll identify that more in the next coming weeks from the first series to this one. And as we go on, you know, for at least eight more probably, we are going to understand the, and just start connecting those dots to help us understand who the Holy Spirit is and what does He want to do in our life. The Holy Spirit is something special. I mean, He is something special in that the Father, when we pray the Father, the Father is no longer here on earth. Now He is everywhere, right? But He is in heaven on His throne. Jesus is no longer walking this earth. He is ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. The only person in the Trinity that is here on the earth is the Holy Spirit. And that's how God is, is uh, omnificent. Okay? Um, omni, and then if you spell it out, it spells science. But, uh, you know, omni-science, if you want to pronounce it that way. But it means... Uh, all, omni, and science, knowledge, everywhere, but ever present, ever knowledgeable, everything that God has, everything that God is, and everything that He knows is within the person of the Holy Spirit. And is everywhere in this world just wanting to be called upon, waiting to be called upon to give you what you need. There have been times that, that in preparing sermons and even just in life, praying about a situation maybe I didn't understand and, and going to His Word and praying, trying to find out the answer to it. And it's almost like I could feel God, the Holy Spirit, see, God, the Holy Spirit, standing there. And I was like, hmm. And He's like, what you doing? I said, well, I'm, I'm studying. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to figure this, this out. Could you give me a little help? And he's like, well, you haven't asked. So, oh, well, Holy Spirit. And almost immediately, the answers started coming. And it's not that they were always there. It's just he started providing. So many times we'll struggle through life and through situations trying to figure out what God really wants us to do in a certain situation or in us. And we just sit there and we'll, we'll just wrestle with it. Forgetting that he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And to walk in that freedom. And that if we'll just call upon the Holy Spirit and talk to the Holy Spirit and listen to
to the Holy Spirit, that those answers come. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3.17. For the Spirit, or I'm sorry, for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I can't wait to ask the worship team and say, who chose that set? You know, because they take turns and, and pray about what songs to pick. And they had no idea that I was going to include this verse. And if you ask Yvette, who typed this verse in there this morning, I had no idea I was going to use this verse until about 10 o'clock last night. And I walked up in the vet hurry and put this in this morning. So we have the best sound and media crew, you know, ever back here. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. They make us sound good. These lights up here make us look good. And they got the skinny light on me this morning. So, right? That makes it look skinny. Right? So, for... Hey, you're loud. No, I'm sorry. For the Spirit... I'm sorry. For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If you paraphrase that. Wherever the Spirit is Lord... There is freedom. Wherever you are letting the Spirit be the Lord in your life, you will experience freedom. We only feel in bondage when we walk in sin, when we do things that we're not supposed to do, when we're trying to do it ourselves without leaning on the Lord and letting Him help us. Right? When He says, I am leaving, but when I go, I'm going to send you the Helper. The Holy Spirit, the disciples are like, I don't know, you know, how are we going to even function? And they operated in fear until the presence of the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. And then they was empowered. Then they had a comfort about them. Then they had a peace about them. Then it emboldened them to go out in an environment in which they were being persecuted. To go out in an environment in which their religion, their belief, their truth that they lived out and knew was not the predominant one. That every time they, they spoke, they had others coming against them and sometimes even enslave them, persecute them, stone them. That they came with a boldness to know that, hey, I don't care what may come against me. If I'm the only one in the room speaking the truth, then I am the majority. Because me plus God is all we need. The world, I mean, the more I watch the news, I think, man, am I the only one? that believes and I know I'm not but we can start to isolate ourselves right that and forget that the body of Christ that's all of us and in every church meeting this morning that believes that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior is powered with sealed with the Holy Spirit amen amen wherever the Spirit is Lord there is Freedom. And the freedom comes from that relationship with the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. And so many times, you know, we talk about the Holy Spirit, right? If we put a little whoop behind it, right? The Holy Ghost, right? If you're Pentecostal, whoa, Holy Ghost fire, right? right? Just, right? And so many times I think, you know, have you ever tried to, to give advice to God? 
Like, God, if you would just do this in my life. <laughs> right? God, I know you're, 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 yeah, you're just you. But if you would do this, that would make my life so much better. Right? Try to give God the answer. So, you know, one time I was, uh, heard Pastor Morris talk about this. I thought, man, that, that is such a great idea. That if God would have gave the Holy Spirit a different name, maybe we could connect a little better, right? Because the Holy Spirit, because the world has, has given that name Spirit and, and then Holy Ghost, that's just a weird thing. So, you know, if, if he would have just called him Billy, <laughs> right? Then, then a nice... You know, a conservative, charismatic church would just, yeah, ooh, Billy, right? You know, just, just, just Billy. And if, if you went to a formal church, you know, maybe a Presbyterian church, I don't know. They could call, call him William. Make it more personal, right? Billy and William. Or man, if you go to just, just a crazy, wild, you know, maybe Pentecostal church. You could call him Wild Bill. <laughs> we could connect. Right? No. The Holy Spirit. God, the Spirit. He dwells with us. He guides us. He empowers us. He helps us to understand all truth. And what distinguishes the Holy Spirit as a person? How can we recognize Understand the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit, that He is a person. Well, He has what we have. Every person has a personality. Right? We know and connect to people by their personality. Right? We, when we get to you know, know them, we say hi. For the first time we get to know them, we can tell by the smile on their face. We can tell how they shake your hand, by the, you know, what they're doing. We get to know them by their personality. Well, the Holy Spirit, He has a personality. And also a person, every person that sits in this place, even the ones you're mad at right now, even the ones that aren't here that are your second, third, fourth cousin, right? They have a soul. I know there's a time in my life where people probably thought, ooh, he doesn't even have a soul. He, he, he's so evil. He does such bad things that I don't even know if he has, you know, a soul. And if he, if he does, it's just evil. But every person has a soul. And you might think, well, what is it? When you think of or hear anybody say soul, think of your, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, and emotions. We think with our minds most of the time. We desire with our will. And we feel because of our emotions. We think with our minds, we desire with our will, and we feel with our emotions. We're not led by our emotions. We need to think with our head, but we need to be led with the, and by the Holy Spirit.
that changes our will to his. So first of the thing, we have to realize that he, the Holy Spirit, he has a mind. Let's see what scripture has to say. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will not, I want to go back correct that because I, like, I skipped a word. He will not speak of his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. A lot of he's in there. So just in case, depending on the channel you're watching, you know, the, let's talk about he. <laughs> it's not she, there's a difference. Okay, he is male, just like the father is male, the son is male. Okay, and the spirit is male. It's not in here, but in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And all things were created in him, through him, and by him. There is nothing that is made, that which has been made, except that which is made in him, through him, and by him. Pastor Joel used it last week. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and formless, and darkness covered the face of the earth. And the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the earth. So even in Genesis 1.1, you have the presence of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And if all things are created in Him, through Him, by Him, referring to Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit isn't just, just a force. The Holy Spirit is God the Holy Spirit. And, and if we understand that, and I'll, you'll probably hear me say this two or three times, at least five, or, or, or six, <laughs> that you will call upon the power of the Holy Spirit. I know pastor shared it before, and, and of course we talked that, that you'll see him up here worshiping. And then he'll start just, just you know, stop, he'll stop singing a song and he'll just, he'll just start praying in the Spirit. He'll just, he'll just be letting the Spirit work in him and, and empower him to get him prepared to come up here and deliver his message, his word, to his people. Because that's all we do. You don't belong to us. You belong to him. And this message isn't ours. We didn't write it. It's his word, his message. His Spirit that gives us knowledge, same to you, for you to understand, to take what you hear and talk with the Holy Spirit about it and grow in that knowledge. That Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. Omniscience knows all knowledge. You ever wonder about how much God knows? Like if you could measure God's IQ, what would that be? Right? I mean, Einstein, right? They say uh, Einstein had an IQ of like 209. Right? That's just a little higher than mine. Just... <laughs> 150 points. So, you know, I don't... Right? It, it, 
Einstein, 209 IQ. IQ means intelligence quotient, right? So it's a way to measure intelligence, right? And so there's a formula that they, they make that, that measures intelligence. Well, God doesn't have an IQ. We couldn't measure it. And scripture tells that as well. See, we want to put, uh, how much horsepower does that car have? Right? You ask my son that and you'll go, oh, yeah, it creates 405 horsepower. It has 305 to the wheel. I'm like, what? What's that mean? Right? Well, <laughs> and he hadn't got a ticket yet for speeding in that car. Anyway, it does need new tires on the back. Right? So we we're taking donations. You can send that. No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> but intelligence quotient, I Q. God's IQ cannot be measured. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably. So you thought I was making it up. Once again, not my message, his truth. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. You know, a lot of us, if we will just let the Holy Spirit expand our thoughts, expand our imagination. You know, there's, there's a lot of movies being made about the Marvel series and DC series and, you know, that are all based from, from comic books, right, that came out ages ago. And, and if you look at these comic books, you know, like the first editions, you can start looking at them and think, wow, you know, you'll start seeing things in these comic characters that that you think how can they do that or they'll have some technology in there and they think wow that's some awesome technology that was even wrote about and pictured before it was even invented someone had thought about it created an idea people looked at it read about it thought hey what if that was real what if we could invent something that could fly? What if we invented a real laser? Pew, 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 right? They have, they have a laser now that can shoot a plane out of the air, right? They, I mean, and you think, what? Not a rocket, not a bullet, an actual laser, right? When you, when you uh, hear about these satellite that go way out in deep space, right? And you've heard one recently that, that's like 200 million light years away that, that uh, sent us a picture back. That picture came through a beam. That picture came through a laser, right? Just a signal that is invisible. And it comes down here and it comes in. And what's awesome about that is it really lets you know what the condition of the world is because they're like, looky here, there's life. How precious, how awesome it is out there that this life and, 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 and all we found is, you know, these, these little amoebas or whatever you call them, these little cells, it's a clump of cells, but there's life on Mars. There's life past Mars. There's life. And they get so excited about life, but all they want to do here on Earth is kill it. It's not human if it's just a, a clump of cells that already has a heartbeat after seven days. 
something to think about. Through the Holy Spirit can do more than we can even think or imagine. And I don't know if you can tell, I have a great imagination. God gifted me with this when I was young and I had no idea what it was. But the very first horror movie I ever watched, it was about this guy that had razors coming out of his hands and he went in your dreams and he would, he would kill you, right? I watched that and I freaked out, had one nightmare. And then my dad said, hey, you know it's just a dream. Yeah? He says, you know in your dreams you can do anything you want. Oh yeah? So the next night I went to sleep thinking, go ahead, Freddy. Show up. <laughs> and, he, and what's funny is I've never had a dream since. Because if I start to have one, I shouldn't say dream, a dream, but a nightmare, then the bad guy doesn't stand a chance. Huh? I will Thor out, Hulk out, Iron Man out, Spider Man out. <laughs> right? I am all of, see, they have each, I am all those together <laughs> in my dream. Because that's my imagination. And if we will, and that comes from the Holy Spirit. He wants us to think, He wants us to know that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we can do anything and accomplish anything and that we need not fear that which is trying to hurt us. We need not fear the, the craziness of the darkness of the world. Why? Because we're only here temporarily anyway. And listen, why put so much you know, stake on what is going to be temporary and pass away when we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to do more than we can even think or imagine, but we're so limited by our circumstances. Hopefully not after today. He can do immeasurably more than we can even ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. You struggling? Start thinking something bigger to get out of it. Watch what God does through His power of the Holy Spirit within you. Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power to work within us to accomplish infinitely. 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 More than we might ask or think. One thing to always think about, you know, going through this. You ever wonder if God has a new idea? He... <laughs> And you're like, what? You know, God cannot think of anything that He hasn't already thought of. He knows the beginning from you, the first one to last. Your sin that you'll do in the future will not surprise God. What evil does in this world to try to steal, kill, and destroy you, evil's plan does not surprise God. He already knows. And so He gives us the Holy Spirit that can do more than we can think or imagine here and there to work within us to bring us comfort, peace, 
joy, strength, healing. And I need to go fast. May that we have the mind of Christ that is also in Christ Jesus. It's not up here, but if that's in Philippians 2, 5 through 11. That the Holy Spirit, Jesus, says may you have the mind of Christ. May you have the mind of Christ. Number two, he has a will. Acts 16, 6. Now when they had gone through place in the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. The Holy Spirit is a person. How? Why? Because he has a will and he can enforce that will when he needs to. Right? They wanted to go to preach in Asia. We know at one point in scripture that they did in the future, but at this point here, he said, no. Nope. They're like, but I want to go to Asia. They couldn't go to Asia. And then, you know, nope, can't go that way either. Nope, can't go that way either. I guess we'll go this way. Right? Because the Spirit was saying, no, 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 yes. And they didn't understand it at the time. But when you go back and look, well, that's a different message. But it's awesome. The Holy Spirit, if you have that relationship with Him, and say, Lord, lead me. He's like, do you mean it? Direct me. Are you sure? Show me the way. Okay, gotcha. Go. God's will. You ever ask that? Lord, what is your will? He wants to show you. There's the general will of God and the specific will of God. The general will of God, we can find out easily. We pick up His Word. We read what it says in the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E, now that's the word for me. I stand up on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E, right? That's the general will of God. You want to know the will for your life? It's in there. You want to know why you're saved? It's in there. Then there's the specific will of God. That is when you hear His voice. So you have the general will and specific will. Most of the things we can talk about are covered in the Bible. Right? So, let's say you want to get married. You're single. You think, man, I want to know what marriage is all about. It's in the Bible. It can tell you where marriage came from, what it takes to be married, how marriage represents you know, your salvation. Everything you need to know about marriage is in the Bible. But what you're not going to be finding there, and I looked, where does it say Cass is supposed to marry the most beautiful, smart, intelligent, forgiving, loving woman in the world named Lynette? I didn't find it. But I heard his voice. And you know the Holy Spirit that is, was out there even before you were saved? He's still lurking, still talking to you. Just didn't recognize the voice. You thought it was your good idea? Right? I knew the first time I saw her, something changed. Right? Then the second time I saw her, My hotel room, 30 floors up, looking down, and she pulls in and jumps out of her four-wheel drive, jacked up, you know, Chevy truck. I thought, yep, I want that truck. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to marry that girl right there. <laughs> See the difference? 
General, it's in the Word. Specific, God will tell you, do this. The Holy Spirit will tell you. See, if the Holy Spirit's telling you something, that's God telling you something. Holy Spirit telling you something, that's Jesus telling you something. Do this. Don't do this. Go. Stop. Forgive. Love. Never since she'd be like, why, Lord? Okay. <laughs> Romans 8, 28. Everybody knows this verse. Everybody. If this is the first time you've heard this, meet me afterwards. <laughs> and we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those that are called according to His purpose. But with anything, you want to keep that in context. What exactly does that mean? What's it say before that? What's it say after that? What's it mean in the book? What's it mean in the whole book? What's it mean in the whole New Testament? What's it mean in the whole Bible? That's how you get the true context. Well, let's shorten that down just a little bit. And go to verses 20, Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. That's right before 28. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. When we are weak, He is strong. For we do not know what we should pray. Wow. I love this. Because we will look at prayer life so, so wrong sometimes. So wrong. In the, in the Word, God's general will, He will show us how to pray. The Lord's Prayer. But it does not tell us what to pray. What to pray will come through right here. This ain't me telling you this. This is right here. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to pray. And if you're trying to pray without the Holy Spirit, I know why you're probably saying that I've heard this before and I've said this when I when first came. Does God even hear my prayers? Sometime, one time somebody said, well, what are you praying? Well, oh, so you know what you should pray for? Yeah. And he said, is what you're praying for selfish? Just want to fix your situation? Just want to fix what's going on? What's, just, just that? Look how plain and generic that is. What's the Spirit telling you to pray for? What's the Spirit telling you to pray? How's the Spirit telling you to pray? Oh, well, ask him. Ooh, that's scary. I remember well, my freshman year, got in a fight, had a black eye, went to my aunt's house, had my face all swollen. I walked in, and as soon as she saw me, she came over and says, "Does that hurt?" And I said, "Yes." She goes, "Can I pray for you?" Sure. She goes to feel better. Yes. She leaves. I'm like, ow. Now that works. But it freaked me out because I didn't know who the Holy Spirit was. I didn't know what the giftings were. We're going to talk about that you know, later. But listen, okay. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. 
Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So do you want to pray the will of God in your life, for your life, and understand it? Let the Spirit tell you what to pray because when you're praying by the Spirit, He knows the will of God for your life. Isn't that awesome? It's almost like, you know, if you're still having trouble with the Spirit, we'll get through that. But it's almost like you're sitting there praying, right? And God sits beside you and says, pray this. He'll tell you what to pray. The Bible will show you how and tell you how to pray. The Spirit will tell you what to pray. And we'll know that all things, we read that, work together for the good of those who love God, for those who are called according to His purpose. When you're praying by the Spirit, you're going to know God's purpose for your life, and it's going to be good. <laughs> 2022, what a great year to live in, right? I mean, two years past 2020, so it's awesome, right? This is called the year of our Lord. Every year is the year of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit helps us to understand when God speaks to us, when he's speaking to us, we should just feel, you know, like, yes! Why? Did you know there were times in the Bible that, you, that for generation upon generation upon generation that God only spoke to one person on the whole earth? And during that time for generation, that prophet that God was speaking to would tell everybody what God had said. Then you go fast forward, you go past that, and then you can get to a point in the Bible where for 400 years, God didn't speak to anybody. That's as close to hell on earth as it's gotten before it literally becomes heaven on earth. 400. So God wants to speak to you right now, today, through the Holy Spirit. And He's always talking everywhere. But for 400 years, He didn't talk to anybody. So it's proof that God is not a woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cut that arrow. I'm joking. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. He did not tell me to tell that. Okay. <laughs> Acts chapter 2, 15, last verse. These things, these men are not drunk. As you suppose, it is only the third hour of the day. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit. So the Holy Spirit is God's spirit. Just like Jesus is God's Son. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. And your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. That is why I said I don't dream. I still have visions. Okay. okay I can hear God. As a pastor or someone you go to pray for. I can hear God with you, but I can't hear God for you. Just like I can't have a relationship with my personal relationship with my wife through somebody else. 
has to be a personal relationship. I'll pray with you. I'll pray that God will open up your your spiritual ears so you can hear the Holy Spirit hear you. I'll pray blessings over you. I'll pray protection over you. I'll pray healing to you, for you. But that relationship has to come between you and God. Come to me for to say, hey, I think God's telling me this. Yes, that's the counsel of many. That is wisdom in that. But what He really wants for you today is just for you to talk to Him yourself. You are the bride of Christ. He is your husband. Speak to Him. Talk to Him. And He will speak and talk back and you will form this relationship that no matter what you're doing, where you're going, you will hear his voice. You can talk back and everything else. And just because you don't like it doesn't mean you should stop listening. He's just telling you the good that he wants to do in your life, the good that he's already working in your life to happen. Why? Because anything outside of that grieves the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4. In four your notes, and on the church app, you center, you version, you can go. Ephesians chapter 4, 25 through 32. But verse 30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. See, the Holy Spirit. And you've heard the song. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me. Right? The Holy Spirit will tell you not to do sin. Because it grieves the Holy Spirit. Why? Your sin's already taken care of. You're already the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your salvation is secure. You're assigned, sealed, and delivered to heaven. But He knows when you walk in sin, when you sin, He knows what it causes you to go through. And that's what grieves the Holy Spirit. It grieves the Holy Spirit to see what sin is doing in your life. It grieves the Holy Spirit to see the power of sin in your marriages, in your workplace, you know, in your relationships, in everything that you do. He hates what sin is doing in your life. And He has the power to give you the power to overcome sin. And that's grace. Grace didn't say, just hey, go do whatever you want. No, grace is the power to overcome sin, to give you the power to stop sinning less. Why? So the Holy Spirit is agreed by seeing what sin is doing in your life. He's like, oh, I got a better plan for you. Why are you choosing that? Oh, I got a better dream for you. Why are you taking that? Oh, he hates what sin is doing in your life and it grieves him. When you feel bad about your sin, just know that the Holy Spirit is saying, yeah. That's not the plan I have for you. I love you. I've forgiven you. Now I got something better for you. Do you want to experience that plan? Everybody, please stand.
Father God, we love you. Lord, I pray that as everyone is here, Lord, that they are saying, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and the atmosphere. That their ears may be open to hear your voice. That their hearts may be open to receive you. Oh, he knows the plans that he has for you and they are good. To prosper you and not to harm you. To give you hope in a future. You might have said, you might have been, you might have thought this, you might have said, well, my future looks bleak. Then you are not listening to the creator of this world. You are not listening to the story of your redemption. You are not hearing God's voice that is saying you are a king and a priest. You are a princess. You are the bride of Christ. You are above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. You are victorious and you stand in victory because he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And he wants you to feel that today. Say, just say, oh, Holy Spirit, let me feel your freedom today. I want to hear your voice so I can truly understand what it means to be set free. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen.